It's just about that time of the week. Time for the weekly Weebs podcast. Grab your friends, family, waifus, and husbandos, and join your favorite Weebs for an exciting show of anime talk. Hosts Crimson, Frenchie, Wickwicky, and Zario Machini will review and suggest shows, talk about news from the industry, and tackle some of the biggest arguments in the world of anime. It's the Weekly Weebs Podcast, starting now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Weebs. I am your host that is being breathed on, Crimson. My news for you guys today involves a game that uh, I've spent a lot of time on that I need to get back into eventually, uh, Genshin Impact. You will never play that game again. I'm kind of wanting to after this. Uh, they are getting an anime series. Um, uh, Hoyoverse is working alongside Ufotable, which is known for creating Demon Slayer. So uh, they've released a concept trailer so far. It looks absolutely fucking gorgeous. And I'm really excited for when more news comes out in regards to cast and everything and getting an official trailer of how the story's going to go. Uh so, a friend of mine at work takes time off specifically for Genshin Impact game so she can do the events. That checks out. Uh, uh, uh. The game's actually really fun. The problem is like just the uh, the pay-to-play kind of situation. Oh, that's with every game nowadays, dude. You gotta expect it. Yeah. I don't know why, but that really sounds like something Zario would have done with Destiny. Taking <laughs> time off work? Mm. I took time yeah, off work I mean, for... That's uh, whole game shit, though. I took time off work for one of the new Call of Duty dropped a while ago, and I fucked up the release date. So I, I was just on vacation until the last day, which is when it came out, so I played it for a full day, and I was pissed. So I was hoping to play it for a full week, and then just get... You take a time off from Modern Warfare 2 remastered? Uh, no, my PlayStation is still not on. Oh, that's right. At this point, just buy an Xbox One. No, I just need to build a PC. I know Wolf is going to be taking uh, some time off when Ragnarok comes out, and I don't blame him. I'm really excited for that game also. I want to take a week off just to play Ghost Tsushima all the way through again. I just want to take a week off <laughs> and just watch same. One Piece. Yeah. Not same. Yeah. Same on the taking time off. Not same on the One Piece. Same Bro, you could have taken a week off. By the way, congratulations, Crimson, on your new job. Thank you. Uh, you could have taken a week off in between jobs. He's now a full-time OnlyFans creator. <laughs> I could have, but I would not have gotten a full paycheck. I know. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Like, it, it was an option, but I was like, I also need money, because I'm not going to be getting paid for a whole week there. And I'm like, eh. But yeah, he is now full-time OnlyFans. You can find him at, at Grimpie. Ugh. <laughs> I hate it. That's way better than the name I came up with. What was yours? I don't even remember. We have to go back and listen. Asshole. <laughs> Then to my left. Hello, it is me, Wickwicky. Um, uh, yeah, I got uh, I got some news. Yeah. Uh, my news is about the 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 Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, holy fuck! The JJK Zero movie. You can now stream it on Crunchyroll. Go watch it. It's pretty tight. I really enjoyed it. That's it. Oh. <laughs> nice. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was a good ass movie. It was. I honestly it was. think about like. I've been thinking about doing t- a tattoo for JJK. Do what you want. But also, I'm think I've had thoughts of many tattoos, and then like three months go by, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm not feeling it anymore. So until I have a tattoo idea that I keep with for more than three months, you know, I do this thing. Where, yeah, I, I totally get that. Where I'm like, I want to start doing something, and then if I 
am still thinking about it three months from then, then I mean, then yeah, okay. Then yeah, I still want to do it. That was me with drawing. I picked up drawing again. Higgins got me inspired. And then ever since he started drawing, I was like, oh, I'm still drawing. Then I just kept drawing. Well, not drawing, but uh, what's it? Uh, still thought about it, so I went and bought a sketchbook and some stuff. And when I told you, tell you, when I tried drawing, it looks like ass. It it's is a, it's so a, bad. It's a process. It's so bad. I used to do a lot of artwork. The important thing is you're doing it. Same. I used to draw also, all the time. Also, I bet it's beautiful. When I was in third grade, not even third grade, it was only in elementary school. How old would we have been? Like, it was an Oviate. Five to eleven. Are you an Oviate? No. Yes? Yeah. I don't remember when you moved here. We became when friends. I was 14 months old. Okay, I can remember. We became friends when we were, like, we, we became friends in, like, middle school and high school. I didn't know. We were locker partners and you hated me. That's all I remember. Um, but when I was in elementary school, I got put in for uh, the Iowa downtown art festival one of my pieces that I made that I called the love bug out of nice. pastels got put in an uh, award competition nice it's pretty tight <laughs> I did a bunch of art classes yeah. in like high school and college well especially in college because of the um, major I was going for at the time before I switched majors <clears throat> it was not fun because then when we started getting into the computer side of the animation I'm like nah I'm good I took one graphic design class I was not good at it wasn't terrible, but I was just not creative enough yeah. for it. My best design was a poster for a business I created called Munchies, which was going to be. I can't imagine what that's about. It was going to be a snack store open right next to a dispensary at 420 High Street in Colorado, and the logo was literally a candy bar with the name on it with a bite taken out of it. Fuck that! That yeah, sounds like a too. good business investment as an yes. entirety. Yeah. Patent pending. <laughs> if somebody already didn't take that. I'm sure it's already a thing. See, you, what you have, I, uh, though, is called hyper-focus. You get really focused on a topic for a couple months and then just lose interest. It's a side effect of ADHD. So there's a place yeah, in 100%. Florida. I'm so confused right now. In Sarasota, Florida, there's a place called Munchies 420 Cafe. So... You get really obsessed with something, have something you really want to do, and then you'll do it for a little bit, and then lose interest. That's why I don't do anything until yeah. I'm still, I thought about it for longer but than... That's why it's called hyper-focus. Huh. Because you get really yeah. obsessed with it. I've been that way with Star Wars for six months now. Because as it, soon as I found... If something doesn't, like, keep your attention long enough, if it's not, like, constantly giving you that stimulation again, you'll just run out. And you'll just be like, on to the next thing. Huh. Interesting. You know, I also found out that, was it decompartmentalizing? Is that when you only think about one thing at a time? Yep. I found out I do that mm -hmm. through work. I was talking to my boss, and he's like, why I don't do stuff outside of work? He's like, because I just completely forget about it once I leave work because I'm out of work. And he's like, yeah, that's a whole like thing that your brain does to stop from stressing about things all the time. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's explaining to me, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's your kind of a defense mechanism for your brain. I don't understand it. Anyway, yeah, weekly weaves. Like yep. Yeah, I can only think about one thing at a time. Yep. And then you've got my brain that it's anything and everything all of the time. Anything and everything uh, all yeah. of the time. <clears throat> Spiraling chaos and madness. You know, I saw something on, was it Facebook or TikTok today, talking about how kids in schools these days... Like, there's a theory or, like, a science going around talking about how they are 
they have as big of a, not, it's not an anxiety, but some kind of level equal to uh, psych ward patients back mm-hmm. in like the 60s or some shit like that. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh, I saw I saw something like that That's on called Facebook, I think, a while ago. So the reason for that, quick fun science fact for you, um, not really quick, but back in the real olden days, like we're talking like Homo sapiens first appearing, that was when you had the people that, the example that we were given in science class in college were you'd have some people that had no fears at all. And they would run out and attack anything, you know, try to fight the biggest creatures. And then you had other people that were like, hmm, probably a bad idea. <laughs> because they had some fear and anxiety. So, Super Chad Man would run out and get eaten by a fucking tiger or some shit. And other one would stay back, would mate, and pass on his genes, or her genes, whatever the case might be. And that would pass along the anxiety and fear genes versus the alpha male Chad type shit. And as history has gone throughout, every generation has more and more anxiety because every single person has anxiety. And then when you marry someone that also has anxiety or have a child with someone that has more anxiety, you're just passing that gene along. Hmm. So basically the human race is fucked. I saw something recently too talking about how the reason why people sleep with their feet covered with blankets and stuff is because it's an internal like, fear that has been bred into, like, humans that because there used to be an animal that used to hunt humans based on the smell of their feet and would kill them while they were sleeping if their feet weren't covered. Maybe. I was like, what the fuck? Now, I don't know if that's true. I don't have no fucking idea, but I saw it and I was like, makes sense. I sleep with my feet covered and now, since I saw that, none of my feet (laughs) are never out in the open. This is some in-invaded type shit that we're talking about tonight. Anyways, yeah, that's my news, guys. What? What? (laughs) I said, yeah, that's my news, guys. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, one of my favorite uh, things, like evolutionary things, is uh, the uncanny valley, where something looks like human, but enough not like human, where it's really unsettling. And it's believed that we developed that through evolution, because at some point, uh, there was something that was very human-like, but not human, that we were meant to fear. Aliens. Maybe. It honestly could have been Neanderthals. Could have been. Or the uh, various other uh, humanoid species that are sort of, that are beginning to be believed to uh, share the Earth about the same time as Neanderthal. Or mm-hmm. guess. Uh, to the left of me, I don't know who wants to go. I'll just go. Okay. It says Frenchie. What's up, BB? Um, Hunter, Hunter. We're finally getting some news on release dates. Um, the official Twitter account of Shonen Jump announced that uh, Volume Thirty Seven of Hunter Hunter is officially going to be released on November Fourth. It'll be three dollars and sixty nine cents in U.S. money. This will be the first volume release since October Fourth, Twenty Fourteen. So. Just over four full years. Um, the cover has been revealed. It believes it's going to be all about the uh, Phantom Troop as well as Illumi on the cover. Um, it is actually not going to be new content. This is the only problem. It is going to be chapters 381 through 390, which have already been released 
in Shonen Jump. It is just going to be the collection for this volume. There's no, still no news about when we will get brand new Hunter x Hunter content. Uh, in his last update, Tagashi said that he is still struggling to be able to s- sit down and write, so he has to lay down on his back. But he has been working to get uh, new aids and assistance to help him draw. That's good. And, uh, yeah, but at least we are getting some traction into closer to getting new Hunter x Hunter stuff. I'll never complain. I'll wait till I'm 80. Yeah. Well, I know it's probably not gonna happen because he's yeah, me too. old, but yeah, he's in his fifties, so. But I'll wait. I don't. I'm even if it's never finished, even if he pops out one more chapter, you know, I don't care. Yeah, I'll wait. And then joining us over the phone in another dimension once again. What's up, guys? It's Zario Machini, uh, coming at you from the dimension where there are no streets; there are only boulevards and avenues. But is there uh, the boulevard of broken I, dreams? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my news this week is uh, uh, if you're a PC gamer and you're a fan of the company HyperX, uh, you can go to their store and they have Naruto-style uh, accessories now. They have uh, Naruto and Itachi-themed keyboards, headsets, and... Uh, is the plural for for mouse still mice when you're talking about a gaming mouse? Uh, or honestly, I couldn't that... tell you. Okay, okay. Uh, gaming mouses. Uh, gaming mises. <laughs> yeah, mises. <laughs> so you have those styled like a Naruto and Itachi, so it's like orange and red with uh, Akatsuki clouds and like. Raven feathers. It's pretty sweet looking. You're making me really uh, want to build my PC. Can... Good, do it. Yeah, the uh, keyboard is a hundred and twenty dollars, and the headset is a hundred and ten dollars, and the mouse is sixty dollars. I actually thought uh, a while, like quite a while back, uh, of possibly getting a P- like building a PC because there was some KDA stuff that came out that looked really cool. And then I started thinking, I'm like, you know, that's going to be way more money than I'm going to want to bargain for. So I changed my mind. I was like, no thanks. I want a PC. Same. Oh. I've got a list of stuff to read to you guys when we're at the end. I came up with an idea with one of my coworkers today to create a cookbook that is going to be 151 recipes inspired by the original 151 Pokemon. Originally, the idea was to uh, create a cookbook of how to prepare a meal of each Pokemon. So, so like, kind of like those like weird videos that have been popping up on the internet, where like <clears throat> they have the Pokemon they slap it down and they like. Have you not seen those? No, this was an idea I literally had myself today. Oh. But um, the cool. the title is going to be potentially called "From Pokeball to Pokeball: 151 Ways to Prepare Your Pokemon." And uh, I was working on a list with Sam today on um, potential puns for each Pokemon, and we have like 50 so far. So I'm going to read those to you guys at the end. So make sure to stay tuned for our entire episode so you can hear the beginnings of our punny plans. Pokemon. I'm so down for this. Now, are these going to be like well, actual recipes people can cook? Yes. All right, cool. They're going to be, each one is going to be inspired by a different Pokemon. Sweet. Huh. 
and the girl that is putting the recipes together is like a really good fucking cook. She makes her own homemade everything. She makes her own homemade uh, chocolate chips and butter and really flour and is working on trying to uh, figure out how to make her own homemade sugar. Dude, I'm going to start going making a full nine yards. I'm going to start making my own bread. She has her recipe for bread if you would like it. Like, that'd be so cool. She gave me a recipe today for shepherd's pie that looks real good. The more you know, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, make sure to stay tuned and I'll read that off later. Nice. Well, gentlemen, our topic for tonight is the... Uh, we've done breakdowns of a couple of uh, different genres, isekai being one of them. And tonight, <coughs> we're going to do... <sighs> I don't know what the fuck happened there. You got pneumonia? No. Just ha- just change the weather. Cock out your tongue? Well, we know it's not a cat because you've been allergic to them for a long time. Not anymore. Not anymore. No. I'm going to be throwing the pussy at you. (laughs) We're going to be doing the breakdown (laughs) for Slice of Life anime. Uh, So before I kind of give what the general definition is... That's uh, enough slices! (laughs) Pretty much. My bike now, fuckers! Us whenever you assign a really depressing uh, slice of life. That's enough slices! (laughs) Um... What is your guys' definition, or what do you guys think of when you hear, like, slice of life anime? Anything that is not supernatural. Just, just regular shit, like, like we're doing right now. Like, my roommate is a cat. That's a slice of life. A slice of life? Yeah, you don't, shut up. <laughs> like that. Nothing, like, super crazy. It's just normal. Everything is normal, except just dealing with normal problems. Okay. To me, it's kind of that yeah, same. Yeah, I want to... Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, uh, I wouldn't say, like, everything has to be completely uh, natural, but generally, yeah, it has to uh, uh, simulate sort of real life. Hmm. Yeah, it seems like it kind of takes place in our world. To me, there can be, like, supernatural aspects, kind of like Fruits Basket, yeah, where you've got the Zodiac and stuff like that, but the overarching theme and story is based, like, a lot of high school anime. Yeah. It's slice-of-life type stuff. Even, yeah. I mean, shit, um, Erased can technically be considered a slice-of-life. Yeah, it's a weird way. It's more of a thriller type, but... Yeah. So, according to Wikipedia, slice-of-life is a depiction of mundane experiences in art and development. That doesn't give me, actually, an answer at all for the fucking anime meeting. Too much degree. So you don't use Wikipedia, bro. We were taught that in school. Oh, they actually know. told us wrong, though, too. Wikipedia is all based off actual factual information. They just didn't want us to cite Wikipedia itself. Wikipedia is a great source because oh, really? it has all the references at the bottom for you to use. Oh, shit. So, according, okay, so actually, Slice of Life is a genre explored <laughs> in film, TV, and literary work centered around normal people and the real drama that arises from life to uh, from everyday life. Uh, according to this. Yeah. It's also a dominant genre in Japanese anime. Nice. Did not what? Know yeah. No Uh So. I would consider most romance animes slice of life. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, like, I mean, you've got, like, your Violet Evergarden. You've got your, like you were saying, Fruits Basket. Um, Comey. Comey can't communicate. Comey can't communicate. It's a perfect one because it's so damn relatable. Mm-hmm. 
There's, yeah, true. And that and that's a weird like slice of life. Like, there's a lot of them that we don't think too hard about in regards to like it actually being a slice of life. Like one of them is Ancient Magus Bride. It is considered a slice of life. Really? Yeah. What the fuck? It's actually one of the most popular ones. I guess technically it is a romance anime that just has magic in it. Yeah. Well, and Classroom yeah. of the Elite is also a slice of life. Well, Classroom of the Elite is 100% a slice of life. It's, it's a, a high school. It's just a classroom anime. It's, yeah. a, it's a weirder turn of it because there's uh, the way the school is. It's just an, a super ridiculous elite high school. Would you consider a Kakagiri yeah. slice of life? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Slice of life is a I really mean, broad term. That is true. Um, it's over the top, but they're just gambling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, another, like, weirdly enough, another one that's considered a slice of life is Mob Psycho. What? Mm, I don't know about that uh, one. That one pushes the bad one. That one, yeah. Shonen. That one, I'm looking, like, even JoJo's, I'm looking at these, I'm like, they're like, JoJo's, JoJo's is a shonen. as fuck. Well, that, just because <laughs> a show can be a show, it doesn't mean it can't be something else. Yeah, I mean, but it's like, barely it's slice of life. Well, I mean, life. if we look at, like, a race, like, that one's a slice of life, but it's also a thriller. And thriller is a, a whole separate category of anime as well. Yeah, but... With a race that at least it takes place in like a normal environment, JoJo's fuck no. It just takes place in our world, but that's as close as it gets to normal. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. What about you? What What are ones that you guys like? What's the first ones that come to your mind when you think slice of life? Orange. <laughs> it's the most recent one. You were lying, April. Anything that I've made you depressed about? Uh-huh. Jinx. Bro. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> Plastic memories. Uh, I mean, if you, if you think about it, uh, your name is kind of a slice of life. I yeah. would 100% yeah. agree with that. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, yeah, even, uh, weirdly, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, which I have actually watched and still want to assign. Indeed. It's a weird, it, that's a, that's a weird slice of life. Like, even, like, Devil is a part-timer. Like, that one's... Oh, yeah, yeah. That was weirdly it's a slice is, of it's life. An, it's a reverse isekai slice of life. Yeah. Because you can also make the argument that um, Kekirio Bed and Breakfast for Spirits is kind of a slice of life. Yeah. It just takes place in the spirit world. Yeah, and that actually, that goes yeah. into what my next question was going to be, is like, how far is that line, like, where does that line draw in what is qualified as a slice of life? Because obviously, like, Ancient Magus Bride is a serious slice of life, but there's a shit ton of my parents, like, uh, paranormal, paranormal, supernatural. That one really style. pushes the limit because Bed and Breakfast for Spirits is also there's like that supernatural. I, that pushes element. the limit less though because it's a romance cooking type anime where you're solving normal problems, kind of. It just happens to take place in a spirit world. It's not. Yeah, most of this. Oh god. I was just gonna say, a lot of what I take with Slice of Life is it's not action heavy. It's doesn't necessarily have super dark underlying tones like that. It's mostly more of a cheerful, fun type stuff, unless it's got a sad story. But yeah, like, I was like, considering you also threw erased in that category. You know, like I said, it's also more of a thriller to me than Slice of Life. But even if you look at Your Lion April and Violet Evergarden, they don't. They're not dark shows. They're just sad. That's they're fair. also they're also 
beautiful. Which I will get into one of my aspects of Slice of Life here in a second, but I know Zaria had something to say. Uh, I don't remember what it was. I was going to agree with you and add a point to it. Um, uh, I think I was just going to say, I remember what it was now. Um, As long as uh, whatever, because there's always a conflict in storytelling, and as long as the conflicts are like things that uh, normal are just kind of normal people problems, uh, that's more or less the only prerequisite to being a slice of life. So Better Breakfast for Spirits has a lot of just normal people problems. That's a slice of death. Despite them not being normal people. Yeah. You, you actually, uh, Wiki, you did actually bring up an interesting thought about what if Death Parade would actually be considered a slice of life. Like, And that kind of goes into that line, that thing of where's that line drawn? Because then you've got, like, you know, Shonen, which are kind of more towards, like, the teenage audience. But could show, like, you also have shows that could also be a Shonen and a Slice of Life. Like, where is that, where does the line draw where sli- where it doesn't reach Slice of Life boundary anymore and it goes into more of the Shonen or more into another category? Because one of the ones... I don't know if I would consider uh, Death Parade to be a Slice of Life because... It's more of like a horror slash psychological thriller. Yeah. The things that they're going through are not really things that normal people go through. It's kind well, of like we don't know because we haven't died yet. That was going to say at least during our lifetimes. I told them that it's a slice of death. Yeah, it's a slice of death for sure. Um, but I'm still looking at through some of our more recent ones um i would make the argument that love after world domination has slice of life aspects it's a romance and you know it's almost like a romeo and juliet type just with a gelato based superhero and supervillain gelato so where is the difference between romance and slice of life then how far like is a romance romance can be slice of life but is there such thing as a romance that isn't a slice of life yeah. Sword Art Online. Touche. <laughs> oh, that that reminds me. Uh, would Bofuri be considered a slice of life? Yes. That's it's not it's, really an isekai. They're literally just playing a game. It's it's an isekai just because of the fact it does you know transport to a new world has that aspect. And like that's where the main story of the. Should but I would not disagree yeah, because they we, themselves are not in the world. But we do see like her problems in the real world and stuff like that. Um, there's another one. I think it's called. It's not Grand Blue. I think it's Grand Blue Fantasy: The Animation, something like that. There's, I remember it's a show I saw a while back. That it's another type of thing that a guy just plays a game. Is the plot pretty much? Huh. That it's. It's essentially a slice of life with isekai aspects. Interesting. I know one of the ones on this, according to uh, this list, Beyond the Boundary, is considered a slice of life. Could be. I don't know. Respectable beauty. <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh, I, I remember. I remember that. Now that you say that, <laughs> I couldn't tell you anything about the show. 
Yeah, that and uh, I don't know where I saw uh, Mushishi was another one. Oh, Mushishi would but, definitely be one. Yeah, like it's, would it though? I don't know. I don't know if like I don't know if like uh, uh, Steve Irwin is really normal people problems. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> or even like, uh, um. I guess how to keep your mummy would be considered a slice of life. It is. I was almost gonna say skeleton man in another world, but I was like, no, that's not what I was thinking of. Golden boy. Golden boy's that. That's golden. Ooh. Yeah. 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 I think that would say. It's a really stupid one, but it is. Yeah, I guess technically it's really good. Jobs. That's as normal people problems as it gets. I was just looking at like just getting employed. Um. Technically, Bananya. <laughs> Bananya's a 100% slice of life in its own stupid fucking way. Haven't it, seen it, couldn't tell you. I should watch it. It's fucking great. You're probably gonna have to assign it in order for me to watch it. I'm not gonna I think he you. did as extra credit. Yeah, but that wasn't a full assignment. Uh, uh, love Chinobio and Other Delusions. Definitely another. I'm, I'm definitely a slice of life. My Dress Up Darling. Right. Um, plastic yeah. Memories. Uh, Kotaro, uh, Kotaro Lives Alone. Yeah. I hate that. So, very so, sad yeah. uh, so I, I guess, like we've kind of, we've been kind of throwing out things, like throwing out names of things and stuff. I don't know if we ever. And DJ I in another world. DJ. I just made that up. Oh, like, I was like, Skate Infinity. That'd be interesting. Ooh. Skate Infinity is kind of a sports anime, but. But also, it the is sports anime could be slice of life, right? Like, yeah, and that goes back to the question. Like, I, I don't know if we ever answered it. Where's the line drawn? Where does it stop being a slice of life and go into another genre? I think that line varies from anime to anime. Honestly, like, I don't think I'm qualified to answer that question. Well, according to Crimson, you hate slice of life anime. He only says it every fourth episode. But I do like slice of life. Anime. Yeah, I know. Wiki hates slice of life. <laughs> there, <laughs> have to get it out there. Uh, See, for me, it's not necessarily defining what a slice-of-life anime is. To me, I feel like you can kind of look at each individual show, and depending on the feel of it, determine whether or not it has those aspects. To me, for slice-of-life, what kind of makes it stand out as a genre itself is how is each anime unique? Because there are a million high school romance anime. How can each one be different? That's fair. And that was one of the things that the truly great ones have stuff like powerful music, great animation, because those were two we talked about, yep. Violet Evergarden, Your Lion April, and Orange are the th- arguably the three best slice of life we've had. <laughs> um, you need something that makes your show stand out because your plot is going to be kind of repeatable compared to a lot of other shows. Did you rip ass? I did. <laughs> Um, it smells <laughs> so okay. So what did you eat? <laughs> Everything. Tasty tacos. Uh, yeah, this is good. Oh, I remember. Um, so would you? Could you say that most? We'll say. For I smell example, it. Most, <laughs> if not all, sports anime could be slice of life. Because like you've got your like croaking the basketball or croaking the basket. You've got your high You've got. I'm throwing it in the mix. Keijo. Because it's technically a sports anime in its own weird way. Um, I wouldn't say, oh, you know, I would consider like Haikyuu a slice of life in a way. Because 
Maybe not necessarily. For, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would consider consider Haikyu more than a lot of other ones because a lot of other ones bring in the really weird ability type shit. Yeah. Haikyu is very much a realistic depiction of the game of volleyball and the cross no team. Like I wouldn't say Kuroko no ba- basket. Would I wouldn't consider that a side life. No, I wouldn't. There was another one that I had seen the name off when they, when they start talking about the fucking generation of miracles, yeah, that's where you lose me in terms of a slice of life. Oh, uh, Skate Anthony, you said earlier, um, Yuri on Ice. Yuri on Ice is definitely a slice of life aspect because it's all about someone's personal struggles versus the sport itself. Fair enough. Um, so you were saying it very, ultimately... It varies on the show itself. Yes. And most slice of life anime are very plot driven. Um, they will have, you know, some of them will have the stuff like Violet Evergarden and Your Lie in April where it's got the beautiful animation and music. Mm-hmm. But usually the thing that drives the story is the story itself. It doesn't rely, like a shonen anime that's going to rely on its fight animations and. Um, stuff like that, and the rivalries between people and powerful deaths. A lot of time, it's going to be world building, character development, stuff like that, that will drive a um, slice of life. Look at Bed and Breakfast for Spirits, and that's why I consider it. Yeah, it takes place in a supernatural world, but the entire thing is about the character development of Aoi Tsubaki and the Ogre King. Okay, alright. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. No, they they don't deal with normal people problems. They yeah. kind of do, but but like but I don't know. I don't think I. When was the last military. time you brought your mom back to life and you had okay. to stop? Yes. Uh, Besides that, Hitler from taking over the world. But I'm saying they do deal <laughs> with normal people Hitler. problems. I did I'm find saying. a rock the other day that was the result of a mass genocide. Well, you, but you know what I'm saying? Though. Like it did, does have a deep plot and all stuff. I feel like they do deal with complex problems. Holy shit, how did that cat open the door? Hello, cup. Fat cat. How the fuck did that cat Because the cat wasn't... The door wasn't closed all the way. The cat wasn't closed all the way. Um, what the cat wasn't closed all So then, would you... Would you say that Slice of Life is more sub-genre? Or would you say that it's more of its own genre as a whole? I don't think it... I would say Slice of Life is the primary genre. Yeah, like that—that's what you're going to be dealing with for the entirety of the show is normal people problems. Well, because you got like shows like uh, B Stars and March comes in like Lion and stuff oh my like gosh, that. Would B Stars be a slice of life? hundred percent. But it's also a drama. So then, like those dramas, can... drama is a very generic term. Okay. Like that's... you consider dramas, you could have. Fucking telenovelas, um, goddamn, what the hell are they called? Soap operas. You can have thrillers. You can have tragedies. Drama is a very broad term. Consider that um, where the idea of drama comes from. Drama. It, it used to be in Greek plays. You had comedies or dramas. That's fair. In ancient Greek That's theater. Fair. So... So what about um, Reincarnated Slime? That one's... Isekai. <laughs> it's 
Yes, but it has slice of life aspects in its own world. Every show's got a slice of life aspect. Do, I would argue. He doesn't deal with real people problems. He deals with he's, trying to he's govern and kingdom. He's forming governments. He's stopping invasions. That's not normal people problems. That's like saying trapped in a dating sim is a slice of life. So weirdly enough, the slime diaries is actually considered a slice of life. What the fuck are the slime diaries? It's a. Well, uh, you asked about reincarnated as a slime, not slime diaries. Well, it's also part of the reincarnated as a slime. Checkmate there, motherfucker! Motherfucker! Um. Oh, God, where, where was I going to say? Oh, no, I can't tell you. It's in your brain. Brain, cooperate. How far. <clears throat> um, so start naming shows, we'll tell you yes or no. Okay. Um. Just go to, to find ones that just go to our ranking list. That's valid. Uh, Skywars is Academy. No. Brand no. blue. Yes. Yep. Um, how to keep mummy? We've already established. Yep. Guilty crown. No. 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 There's very little. Well, let me. Okay, let me throw this out there. Alabama does exist. <laughs> that's not. That's not everyday problems. <laughs> Alabama is the U.S.'s whole yeah, problem. They got to deal with normal people problems, like Alabama existing. That's a problem that we all have to deal Alabama with. Alabama existing and incest being proven in Alabama. Roll Tide. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what he yells right before he goes blind. It's just, Roll Tide! Uh, roll tide. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um... It's a suck of life. Yasuke. No. <laughs> no. no. Like, that was, I guess that one's more historical. Not even. Not based off of No, it's not. He fights it, machines, bro. The only thing historical about it is that it's his name. That, and he's a, he was yeah. a That's it. That's I it. would say it's a supernatural shonen. Definitely. Yeah, supernatural for sure. No. It's, they can call it historical fiction because of the character, but it is historical fiction. That's fair. You guys don't think Devil May Cry Baby would be considered no. Isekai? No. No. Wait, Isekai. I'm sorry. Slice of life. Get your shit together. And keep in mind that some of these are also going to be sign-in, which may not be pure shonen, but they are going to be shows that are directed towards young male audience, which is what I would say that Yasuke would be. Gotcha. And you can make the argument, I, when I looked it up, uh, I couldn't remember if it was Sign-In or Shoujo that was directed towards young males. Because we did the types of anime with the different isek- or different genres, but that was 90 episodes I think, ago. I think yeah. the one you're talking about, Sainin or Sainin? is just is just like a tw- is just a short story. No, Sainin is the I looked it up. Okay. S e i n e n. That is the one that's directed towards young males. Oh, that'd be shonen. Shonen is more of an overarching term. A lot of those are considered to be the shonen jump type ones, like mm. Hunter Hunter, Full Malcolm's Brotherhood, Dragon Ball, stuff like that. But Sainin is another type of show that is directed towards males. Like, JoJo's, for an example, is one of the ones listed. Uh, Berserk. Attack on Titan? I would argue that one, yeah. It's definitely a fucking slice of life. Well, no, but while you were... <laughs> dishing up slices of people, but... <laughs> what about Be the Beginning? No. 
supernatural. Interesting. I would argue that would also follow in... This one. You pointed to the the abandoned sacred beast. No. 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 Tiger and Bunny? No. That one's kind of a sign-in shonen type. What about Konosuba? Obviously it's an isekai, but could you argue that it's also technically a slice of life? I could kind of see it. Kind of. I can see it, but I don't agree. God, that show's kind of bad. Because here's the thing. A lot of these shows, if they are not obviously one category, like Dragon Ball Z is obviously a shonen. Naruto, obviously a shonen. Sword Online, obviously an isekai. Right. Unless they are completely one topic, there's going to be aspects. You're going to see shoujo. You're going to be signing. You're going to see slice of life. Gotcha. Type stuff. Could you say that there's such a thing as a slice of life horror? Like another? I would argue that another is a slice of life aspect. I would argue ghost stories is. <laughs> I fucking love ghost stories. What about Ruby? No. You don't think so? We're talking anime. <laughs> There's an anime for it called Ice Queendom! That you haven't watched! Because the dub comes out this weekend. Yeah, but you don't know if it's the same story. I've been be. be keeping up on it. It's taking place during their first school year. Like, they're, like the first Spoilers. several months of their actual first school year. I wasn't going to watch it anyway. Unless I signed it? Maybe I'll just take the punishment. You bitch. <laughs> Uh, hey, I mean, we're due for another one, you know? I know. I'm possible. I think I'm going to do 7 and 8 after, after the someone, current assignment. Someone just... I'm put, another punishment. Put, put, put a 35 episode of, uh, assignment, and then let's just see if anybody gets it done in, in the week. And if they don't, well, four of us don't get it done, we all have four get punished. But I promise you... I'm willing to sacrifice my sleep for this to not get punished. So here is list of major anime genres. Action, adventure, comedy, drama, slice of life, fantasy, magic, supernatural, horror, mystery, psychological, romance, sci-fi, isekai, shonen. Um, okay, shonen is actually shonen AI as well, or shoujae. Um, you've okay. also you've also got lists of anime subgenres: cyberpunk, game, ecchi, demons, harem, jose, martial arts, kids, historical, hentai, isekai, mecha, music, parody, police, post-apocalyptic, reverse harem, school, seinen, shojo, shojo AI, shonen, shonen AI, space, sports, superpower, tragedy, vampire, yuri, and yaoi. I understand some of those. Okay, ones. okay, parasite. Hmm. We don't deal with parasites that extensive, but we did just go through a huge pandemic that we've had to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Denied. <laughs> My shadow's nice. Yeah. Uh, normal people don't uh, don't have to worry about their hands getting eaten by parasites and then becoming. Weapons. I do have to worry about my sex organ being stimulated, though. Yes. And that my hands happen. But that's your own problem, and not a parasite's problem. Unless I'm asleep. Then I have no control. What if our hands just are doing right. it in the middle of the night, and that's why we wake up with morning wood? Or with coal. 
his fucking arms. Are these shower thoughts to you? <laughs> no. Uh, I did bring up Shadow's Podcast house, and you, were, you, you thought for a second, would that be considered life? <clears throat> if you're rich, and you can afford to kidnap people, to then take over their bodies and lives, maybe. <laughs> like, it has the feel of it, because it's another one, that show is driven by plot. Right. It is got good music it is character development and world building based there's not it's not based on fights it's not a sh i would argue it's not a shoujo it's not a seinen it's not a shonen it's not a yuri it's not a yaoi season two is actually pretty damn good so far never gonna watch it he's like bet <laughs> if he wants to waste his assignments on these I'm not fine. going to I'm not going to I've just been watching I just there are too many season twos that I need to get caught up on that I Shadow's House I will probably never even watch the movies for Eden of the East or season two of Maiden Abyss that's fair I'm I watching, almost was gonna I'm, watch the movies I'm watching the movies I did really I like, like how it ended I got like five minutes into the movie and I was like, I'm going to put a pin in this. And then I just never got back around to it. What about Cannon Busters? No, that's no. a post-apocalyptic. So, is post-apocalyptic going to be considered? I don't know if that's post-apocalyptic. I think their world's just like that. Well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, because they're not on Earth. Um, but, <laughs> no, it, that's... It, it's like a, like a mecha... Like That's travel, right. gunslinger type shit. I feel like this one will get a yes all around. Dorarara? Uh, I can't even tell yeah, you. I don't yeah. Know the show besides that chick was a horseman. And there's games. It's like a supernatural slice of yeah. life. I don't know if Dorarara knows what Dorarara is because there's four fucking blots. I, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I would say that a chunk of Dorarara is slice of life. That's fair. Trapped in a dating sim? Isekai. I literally just said trapped in a dating sim is not. You don't... So, okay. So, it's an isekai. I will agree with that. But you... Are you it's a reverse harem also... isekai mecha anime. Fair enough. You shut High me down DXD. real quick. No. <laughs> He's thinking about it. <laughs> I'm going through every Supernatural season. harem. When was the last time you had to fight demons because titties made your power increase? Every night in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like a problem. in the first episode? What's up? Doesn't he, like, die in the first episode? Yeah. When was the last time you had to fucking deal with that? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows indeed. So, here's a... Here's a <laughs> it was when I was a baby, but... Here's a hypothetical question for you. Someone serving life okay. in prison, they die in prison, and then are brought back with the uh, defibrillator, but their heartbeat hit zero, and they were dead. But they were brought back. Have they served their life sentence? To me... Yes. Uh, legally, no. 
legally. I, that's why I said hypothetical. I it's feel not, like okay, right? There's loopholes in contracts people take advantage of every time. I would say they illegal. technically legally died. So not they did not legally die. Their the heart people. stopped, right? Their heart stopped, but they were not legally pronounced dead. Oh yeah, well then no. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's fair. But that's why I'm saying like. In a morality hypothetical question, would you consider that they should be free? If they were not pronounced dead, then, like, no. That's. Terror and Resonance? Don't remember. That's the one with the, the terrorism stuff? Mm, no. It's a very plot heavy show, but I don't really think it's a slice of life. Would you say it's like. It, it's on that line, but it's not. on the line, but it's out of bounds. It's like one, like one foot is in it, but the rest of it's like. No, it's like if I'm going up for a kill in volleyball, I hit it right down the line, and it's a foot out of bounds. Okay. Uh, that one, yes, yeah. What, you're gonna name them? Well, I'm. I'm not gonna go through every single show. I'm trying to just kind of slowly. Point out ones that that one possible listeners. Mecca. Yeah. Good Sam- show. Samurai mm. Shampoo. Maybe if we were in feudal Japan, it'd be a slice of life. But I mean, that very much could have like that is something that could have happened during you know some of the era of Japan. Yeah, but it's not realistic in the fact that. Two guys are fighting off like entire fucking armies. And they don't I, really... Yeah, I still want to say it's normal people problems. I yeah. feel like even if it was Japan, like feudal Japan uh, oriented, normal people problems would still be them going to school and having romances. And, and trying to get food. Working the fields and shit just in feudal Japan. That's fair. What about Dragon Girls House? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. For Actually, that world, yes, I would say 100. Because I was thinking about that earlier. I would say that one is a slice of life. Fair enough. What about Fooly Cooly? <laughs> no. Absolutely not. No. Not, all, not all of it. At least season mm-hmm. one. No. Season one, maybe even less so than the rest. Really? We don't really deal with any of his regular problems. When's the last time you got hit in the head with a fucking guitar, bro? By a woman on a Vespa. Who then That's came in and slept with your dad and just yelled, Fooly Cooly! Oh my gosh, I saw a Vespa yeah. the other day at work and I told the guy, I was yeah. like, dude, you just make me want to buy a Vespa. And you going through cunt. puberty makes a- alien robots come out of your head. Okay, touche. Nope, not that one. Not that one. Well, I'll, I'll say Vivi. No. Uh, let me try to. I, I gotta remember what happened. I only remember. It's like, a time travel part. anime where she fights other AI who have become evil. I was gonna say, I'm kind of glad we got rid of her ability because even though we've like ranked some of them, we're like, oh yeah, it was seven. We remember this. Half the time, all the shows gone. Now that I try to think about them, yeah. none of them I remember. I would say the one that's right. on your shirt. I would consider Food Wars a slice of life. I would agree with that. Like, it's, show, like it's almost... Like, it's a harem. Yeah, it's I a think... harem-type anime, but it also is the same way that Your Lion April is with music, it is with cooking, and Blue Period is with art. 
And IQ is with volleyball. Yeah. That's fair. Death Note. Mm. No. No. <laughs> Absolutely. What was the last time you got a fucking magic okay. notebook that you no, could kill no, no. people with <laughs> and had a god complex and the FBI was tracking you down? I, I don't think of it in that aspect. I think about it in the aspect of, like, he's also still trying to balance, like, real-life problems. That's such an underarching part of it, though. That's fair. The entire plot is him conspiring against the police and killing criminals and becoming a mass murderer. Touche. Moriarty the Patriot. Yeah, I couldn't say on air right now. How, when was the last time you did that? Never. Moriarty the Patriot. <laughs> no. I you don't think so? No. Why, why would it be? What's he doing? That's like normal people problems. Starting underground fucking criminal organizations. Okay, well, think of it this way. Okay. From the government. So we keep saying, I've, I've noticed this pattern. We keep saying normal people problems. But that's just normal for us. What about anybody else? Like, where, where's that line of what we consider to be normal compared to what somebody else is Well, Moriarty normal? and Sherlock are not normal people because they're narcissist fucking geniuses who the conspire against each other that try to... Normal people. And Moriarty's entire thing is controlling others and um, working the government and shit like that. That's not normal. Because he doesn't just yeah, use like, hey, I've got a lot of money, listen to me. Like, the general population has to deal with. Well, Moriarty's whole thing is, he's trying to just, like, just take down the corrupt government. Yeah, how many yeah, people do you know that actually that? do that? <sighs> not that I personally know, but there are several people that are always trying to do that. Hell, we were doing a fucking, we were doing, uh... Call a protest? Right. Yeah, protest. A protest is completely different of what fucking Moriarty That's is doing. That's not an act of terrorism. Moriarty's... No, the terror resonance is an act of terrorism. And we said that wasn't fucking slice of life. Slice of life either. Okay, so what about <laughs> Rascal's not dream of Bunny Girl Senpai? <clears throat> it's another one that's uh, iffy. Because that one is a normal environment but still faces problems that the average person would not. Such as disappearing. Memory, well, I mean, memory loss is a normal yeah. thing with Cart. <laughs> Me. Cole thinking that it was at his house tonight. Yeah. Spy family. No. You don't think so? No. Mm-mm. I would, I would kind of argue that it would be. Okay, obviously... Telepathic little girl, that's that's kind of above the line at that point. But in the end... That was the first one you jumped at, not Spy needs to create a fake family, so he adopts a... Why are you acting like, oh no, I did that last week! No, but those are things that actually happened. Yeah, but it was just your reaction of like, what are you talking about? That's completely normal. Everyone does that. You don't have a fake family? I got three telepaths and a fucking dog that can talk in the backyard. <laughs> Mob Psycho's my fucking nephew. <laughs> yeah, because what fucking life do you have where you're like, these have to be a slice of life. I these think, because you all also watched the same show as I did, you can't tell me that there was not more slice of life 
slice of life aspects in that show than anything else. It had a lot of slice of life aspects, but the overall plot, like the base plot of an assassin, a spy, and a telepath living together, I would not say that is. Their family nucleus together, I do agree is a slice of life, but I can't put it. It's kind of the same thing with Terran Residence. I think there's a lot of aspects there because it is stuff happening to normal people. But the overall plot of it, I don't agree with because considering he's creating a fake family, they're all living secret lives, which obviously you're going to have people live secret lives, but not one that's a fucking assassin, one's a spy, and the other's a telepath that is the only one that knows about the others. While the assassin yeah, also has a brother that's in the secret police. Okay. So, fair. I know <laughs> you were saying that you would consider Erased as a slice of life. Does that not... Deal, that deals with a guy who has the power to time travel. Yes. And then the rest of it is him spending time with his friends and building relationships and trying to save someone who he knows is in trouble. My family is erased. You could make the argument that it's not, but it's very close to it if it's not. Erased is one of those ones that can go either way. I think it has, and I think it's kind of the same way with Spy Family. That I feel like you feel offended right now. (laughs) I I feel like you feel offended. I'm I'm going back to the volleyball line analogy. Okay. I would say erased is just inside the line for a point, and Spy Family is like the exact opposite spot outside. Just because the base plot of the main characters, the majority of it, because every single episode he's still doing spy shit. Not in in Erased, a majority of the time he's living as a kid, spending time with friends. Yes, he knows about the future, but he's just trying to make sure that this girl's life is good. Okay. Also, fuck Kaya for not waiting, but that's a different... Fuck that baby. Yeah. Fuck a mom's lips. Not yeah. literally, just if, they're terrible. If every episode of Erased was like the first episode, then uh, it would not in any way be a slice of life. He literally proposed to Yor after throwing a grenade and keeping the ring. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, Charlotte. That one has a lot of superpower abilities that are in it that I would also say it's not slice of life. Okay, I was that that I think that one's that same volleyball analogy. Yeah, it's the same type of spot, and I would say the same kind of thing with like Angel Beats. Yeah, that it's takes place in the afterlife, but it's all about the kids reaching their true happiness, basically. Would you say that Death Parade is in that same region as Angel Beats? Death Parade is fire much further away. You think so? Much they're playing death games. As she part of the more about I don't even really know if I agree with Angel Beats to be honest, but definitely not uh, Death Parade. I'm saying Angel. I don't think Angel Beats is one. I think it has closer aspects than some other shows. Gotcha. Uh, okay, that's kind of fair. I'm gonna shotgun a few more because we're running both short on time. I'll shotgun a couple more real quick. Um, Skate the Infinity. I don't know if we ever really. I would consider that one, yeah. Yeah. It's a sports slice of life in the same way that Haikyuu is. Because, again, it's about the sport itself and the character development, not super random human abilities. Fair. Uh, This one might be a little out of there. Invaded? 
No. 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 That's a thriller. Fair enough. Made in Abyss? No. No. Nope. I almost would have argued the first half of it, at least. But then, shit went south real quick. I just think in general, it's not a slice of life. Fair enough. Um, bah, 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 bah. Promise Neverland. No. no. Slice of people. Uh, maybe in Utah, but um, there's a whole uh, fucking thing going on in Utah right now about... I was going to be like, that is so random. <laughs> yeah, it's no. very specific. Cannibalism stuff, it's fucking crazy. I didn't know Jeffrey oh, Dahmer was back in town. Small Town Murder. I've been listening to some cannibalism episodes recently. I listened to one today where a five-year-old got eaten. It was weird. There's something that was going on recently about this, like the I-35 killer or some shit like that, where he was a truck driver and would take people in and then go and bring them back to his house and keep them in cages. And like some people in the community found out he got arrested and apparently he had accomplices because they burned down his house and shit and like destroyed all the evidence and shit like that and like there's people in the community that are in on it and shit it's crazy mm. cannibalism is insane yeah alright last two to your eternity no no alright and then the last one that's going to lead right into our uh, last week's assignment Eden of the East yes kinda it's uh, ins- it's very similar to Terra uh, Resonance I feel like it's a lot closer than Spy no. What was that, Higgins? I'm going to say no. It's not a slice of life. All right. That will... Uh, still not dealing with normal people problems. Yeah. I feel like trying to change the world is kind of normal. Yeah, but having a phone that allows you to do basically whatever you want with 10 billion yen. Before we get too far into the topic of the show... Next, this week's assignment is Sleepy Princess of the Demon Castle. 12 episodes you can find on Crunchyroll. Uh, at Posimon, you're fucking welcome. I mean, you're welcome. She would have I wasn't done you talking Slice of Life, honestly. I thought that was rushed. You think so? Mm. Oh, I don't think we really you? dove in. To me, I think a lot of the time, if you're going to have one that is an obvious slice of life, a high school setting or normal at-home life, is going to be your base for it. Um, Clanad, I think, is a really good example. That it had some kind of interesting shit with the one sister that mm. kept appearing and stuff like that. But that is 100% a slice of life. That's fair. Especially if it's a high school romance and they are dealing with stress, anxiety, sense of loss type stuff like that. Like Orange. They yeah. sent shit back. Orange, definitely. Yeah, Orange is hands down one. Um, I think the purest slice of life we've had was Your Lie in April. That entire show is about the sense of loss, PTSD, and anxiety, depression, and stuff like that, and always want to be better. It's about high school students being passionate about high school things. It's got high school romances. It's got complicated love triangles like that. It is plot-driven, character development, world-building, and it is great in terms of music and... um animation and stuff like that. I think that is the purest slice of life we've had on the show. Alright. Any last thoughts on slice of life? I like it. There you go. There's your answer. (laughs) Are you sure you like it, Wiki? I do. I don't know why he doesn't think I don't. 
understand. Alright, so that'll wrap up our topic of Slice of Life then. Uh, like I said... We were talking about Slice of Life? Like I said, the assignment is Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle. It's 12 episodes you can find it on Crunchyroll. Wait, fuck. We've been recording this entire time? You never asked me if I was ready. I did, motherfucker. Bro, Should ask louder. I can't believe it. Let's talk Eden of the East. Yep, that's a show that we just watched. It is. And uh, I found a loophole in this. So originally this was an assignment I said that Connie told me to watch. And she's already had one. So there's a loophole in the system. Her co-worker is the one that told her to watch it. Mm-hmm. Who has also written down anime on a little sticky note for me to watch that I lost. So I'm assuming that that same co-worker that she used to have wrote that same thing on the sticky note that he gave to me. So it's still within the rules. Okay, that's what I'm saying. You can also just say, she's your girlfriend, she gets a second one. No, that's not how it works. Don't play favorites. So um, if we recommend one to you, would you do it? I thought about that, in case I don't have one, where I'm going to be like, hey, Crimson, tell me to watch this show I just pulled up on my phone. <laughs> then he's like, hey, Zach, you should watch this. All right, hey, guys, this is the animated assignment. I just tell you a completely different one. So definitely could work. Oh, I almost lost my keys. But yeah, so Eden and East was an anime assignment. Uh, I watched it previously, and uh, this was a show that me and Connie watched together, kind of. She fell asleep, and I just didn't stop watching because I liked it so much. And then uh, it's really good. I enjoyed it. I like the the whole concept of the fact that this random-ass dude just gave these phones to people to try and change the world and for the better or just change it, and the crazy shit happened. I still am not 100% sure how that chick pulled off the wing thing that was chopping off people's cocks, but how the fuck did that happen? No idea. Johnny Hunter. When she pulled out the cigar cutter, I'm like, oh, I got real bad Game of Thrones flashbacks to fucking, and I mean, uh, Zara's the only one that knows his reference, Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, good old Reek. Ugh. I feel so bad for Theon Greyjoy. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I I enjoyed the show. I liked it. I was... I really enjoyed the art style in this. It reminded me of Studio Ghibli. Mm. Yeah, it bit. very much had those feels. The, it had Howl's Moving... Er, yeah, Howl's Moving Castle vibes. Uh, what the hell's her name? Vibes. The girl that... Uh, Saki. Saki... Reminded me basically of Studio Ghibli version of the girl from Orange. <laughs> she really did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now you, yeah, I could definitely see that. Now that you bring it up, I, yeah, I agree with that. I like how the show yeah. kind of set the pace in a way, like starting out the show with one of the main characters showing up completely naked in front of the White House. <laughs> that I thought was hilarious. I was like, what the fuck? I also thought of a meme Wait, the- because of the show where... When all those guys came back from Dubai in those crates and they all just came out naked and they're rushing, and I was like, oh, if I could like meme this and when her when uh, her relationship status changes to single, and all the dudes just rushing naked. Dude, it really just reminded me of the scene from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood where the army of the undead comes out. Yep. Oh uh, yeah. This has stacked voice cast too. Yeah, wasn't Johnny and Bosch the main character? No. Weirdly enough, no. Uh, Ernesto no. Jason Libre. Oh, yeah, that's... That's Gilgamesh. 
Yeah. He's also Dobby, I think. He's Dobby, he's Vulcan, and Fire Force. He's Grimjow, I think. Yeah. I couldn't tell you on that We've one. met yeah. this guy. Yeah, I literally pointed up in my yoga match. He's also uh, Zeke in AOT. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then Stephanie Young was Juiz. Stephanie Shea. That's why I recognize that fucking name. Yeah. That's Olivier Armstrong and my bae, Nico Robin. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie Shea was Michon. Yep. Chris Sabat was the detective at the beginning. Yep, you could definitely hear that. Yep. Um, J. Michael Tatum was the uh, boss guy with the glasses. Yeah, the guy that looked like J. Michael Tatum's character. (laughs) Yep, pretty much. If it's a tall guy with black hair and glasses, just assume it's J. Michael Tatum. Todd Habercorn was in it. Jerry Jewell was in it. Yep, you could hear Jerry Jewell. Colleen Clinkenbeard, Troy Baker. Like there was a, there was a good there was a damn good cast for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the show. I I liked the ending. I wish it didn't end like that it, to go into a movie, but mm-hmm. I get it. It just seemed like such a re- like. It it's a like, cutoff of season yeah. one. It's yeah, just I, like I, any I, other show. How a show would it? No, yeah. It's a cliffhanger. Like, I'd like it, but I don't like it because of that also. Like, because I want more. You don't like it as a story point. You don't like it because you got to watch something else instead. Exactly. That, yeah. Um, You're not docking points for it. You're more yeah. of just of a personal. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought, I mean, overall, like, I thought it was a very interesting concept. And it was a very uh, unique kind of show. My major problem, outside of the main character and some of the other numbers, like the 1 through 12, yeah. I didn't really care about most of the characters. That's right. Like, all of the, the employees for Eden, I didn't care about any of them. Like, even the main girl did not care about her that much. Also, I'm pretty sure she wants to sleep with her sister's husband. Yeah. Okay, also, two things. Uh, what is the guy's name? Oh, they had a crush on the main character girl. Um, you know what I'm talking about? The, Fuck that guy. Okay, who does he look like in a show? He looks One like the fucking Dorara guy. No, even better. There's a better version. Or who does this guy look like? Think of it starts with an F. The anime. I don't know. For some reason, the first thing in my head was Fully Fire Force. The guy that was oh, turning people heard. into the. He shoots. Talking about Arthur. He's no, he's fucking huge. He's part of a different division. <gasps> oh, Juggernaut guy. Yeah, I see it now. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I see that. Uh, I did actually. I was very upset about panties. Dude, right? I that fucking actually, love that guy. Yeah, I, I was actually, so happy he was alive. Same. I, I did it. I love that. That made me bad. very mad when like he just. Did he act okay? Did he die? No. no. Want, they showed him the show? in the hospital. Oh. That's why I just quoted. Is yeah. like, I did it. I. Come, I don't know how I fucking missed that part. Um. Yeah, because what like the way the, I apparently I just don't remember seeing him again because the last thing I remember actually seeing him was when he was in that air, like that tight area and the flower fell. I'm like, oh, don't tell me he fucking died. Uh, I think it was a really good misdirect. Yeah. Also, I kind of wish they would have killed him. It would have made it way more impactful. But also, I love his character, so I'm glad he lived. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew that something was bad was going to happen to him as soon as uh, he was uh, 
like give me your email address and i was like that's a really specific thing to ask for oh and now they're leaving him alone by himself with these two guys outside to this 10 billion dollar phone okay i also know i also found out why i recognize his voice it's twice who plays him? Um, uh, Newton Pittman. Oh, yeah, I don't know the name. Nice. But he's also a great fullbuster in Fairytale. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, as soon as he's no, I said I said email address. Yeah, it re- it just really gave me a much shittier version of the "I love you" on the hand from your name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just pictured Wick going, "Fuck." Just a much more calm version. <laughs> Listen, I was I was upset. Okay. Fuck, dude. Yeah, I mean, I really like, I don't really have much to say about this show. Like, I mean, it was a good, it was a fairly good show. It had a good cast. The voice acting was good. Had an interesting storyline with a cool concept. That I don't really know what else to. I don't really know what else to say about it. Think, man, think! Bro, I'm thinking. I wish somebody would give me a phone with $10 billion Same. on it. Hey, it's not $10 billion, it's 10 billion yen, so about $100 million. Oh. Also, yeah, how did yeah. he become the king of My Japan bad. with under $80 million left? Eight. <laughs> Eight billion, eight billion yen, which is eighty million dollars. He he made the the prime minister say uncle with only like fifty yen, right? He's he's not king yet. Eight billion yen is about fifty five million dollars. Okay, well even less then. Ten billion yen is about sixty nine million dollars. So. I thought it was a. Well, this also took place in two thousand nine. One yen is the equivalent of point zero zero six nine seven eight six five cents. See, I thought it was so one. Less than I thought it was a hundred to one for yen to dollars. Uh, I thought so too. Actually, that's it. Not important right now. Um, uh, one hundred yen is the equivalent of sixty nine cents. It's not even a full dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Not like yeah. Not not relevant. I want to go to Japan even more now. Yeah. Right. Um, I can't, I, I genuinely, I can't think of anything else to say about the show. It really gave me Terran Resonance vibes. Yeah. That there may, one, got people out of the way of the terrorist attack, so there were no casualties. Yep. Two, made himself out to be the villain. Yep. Three, was just kind of trying to undercover, uncover some corruption. Yep. Type shit. I, excuse me, I 100% agree with that. I mean, yeah. I wish there had been more with the uh, Johnny Hunter. I like yeah. her character a lot, and I want to learn more. There probably is. Probably I mean, especially after episodes. the fact that she grew fucking wings and just jumped out a window. She didn't actually grow wings. It was because of the illusions. But I don't understand how, like... I did like the misdirect that made us think that she had the friend. It's like, no, I got the serial rapist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I did like that. There, there was quite a bit of misdirect in this uh, show. Yeah, but I, I, I did not like a lot of the characters and the guy that was super jealous. 
if you're going to be involved with that guy, and count me out. And I'm like, dude, you haven't even fucking met him. You've literally just saw right. that girl go off with him once. You don't know they're, if they're dating. You don't know anything he's about this guy. Bitch. Yeah, fuck that guy. he does find out about him, he's like... Oh, yeah, he's a hero who saved 20,000 lives. Yeah. Facts. It made himself the villain. I really liked how he used Eden of the East in the... Uh, the Eden at the end of mm-hmm. it when he was trying to stop the missiles. Basically having all the people come up with these ideas to do the shit for him and it succeeded. Also, the entire thing in Eden of the East, like their entire company, makes like no sense to me that it's got like fucking facial recognition software yet they can't get a beneficiary or benefactor to help yeah. pay them for it. The other part of that being like how the fuck can you tell who someone is based off the back of their head? <laughs> They have that stuff in real life. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's that, real. That's a plot point in the other guys. Yeah, that's that's like some real shit. You, if I remember correctly, the whole new ID thing that the government's making you do, it ties in with that stuff. If I remember correctly. I'm not entirely sure, though. But huh. uh, China's developing um, cameras on like on every street that'll pretty much be able to ping everybody, whether it's the front or the back of their head. Yeah, but... Like, oh yeah, we have this in 2009, but we're a bunch of broke college students. Yep. College dropouts in some cases. It also just but, comes down to connections, too. Like, they probably just don't know who the fuck to talk to. Because it happens with a lot of people in businesses. That's why like Shark Tank. I know, but everyone's using their website. He posted the picture of who is this guy and was getting thousands of responses. Reddit. That's the part of, like, I don't understand how their company works, and that I docked it be- for world building because of Oh, dude, of that. my world building, I don't think, is, I think it's, like, not that good. Yeah. Uh, one thing that was kind of neat in this show was when, um, when it started, uh, I kind of noticed right away that the cab driver was on the, uh, the left side. And I was like, wait, he's on the wrong side of the car. Oh, hey, everything's in English. We're in America. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the White House. Also, why did she throw a rock at the White House? She's probably, throw, like, she's probably trying to throw to something make a wish. as a wish. She threw rocks, and there was no fountain anywhere close. She was trying to make it to the fountain. She, 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 she didn't know there was going to be a gate like that. Our president lives here. She, no gate. She, she, she's a foreigner. She doesn't know. She didn't throw a rock. She had coins in her hand. Mm. But she was trying to make a wish. She was trying to... Yeah. Still dumb. Yeah. Yes. Also, he just randomly, like, just had all this shit in the apartment. I want to know more. And I, I kind of want to watch the movies because I want to know why the fuck he randomly had an apartment in America and all this shit. Yeah. I think it had to do with this whole plan. I know, I'm sure it does, but I want to, like, if one of the movies was, like, how the uh, Monday attack happened, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that. If that was the entire plot of one of the movies. I already told you. Yeah. I meant, like, how it came to be, like, with him, like, showing how it all came together. Like, they told us a little bit, but, like, how he came up with the aliases and got the word out to everyone and stuff like that. Just through the phone. I, I get that. But I mean, he wants like, to see the actual transition of everything y'all went through. Yeah. Right. Vroom, 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 vroom. Start with you, ratings, gentlemen. Sure. Sure. 
Bet, dude. Uh, Person Drama is a 10 for me. I thoroughly enjoyed it enough to watch it all over again, even though I like watched it a week and a half prior. Uh, animation, 7. Character development, 4. I really don't think there was a lot of character development in this show. No, it's literally just... The only development there was was this, this dude regaining his memory. It's pretty much it. And also, uh, panties. That was a very good character development for him, putting mm-hmm. on pants and running outside. Uh, soundtrack 9, I loved the ending and opening and some of the like transition songs that they had in the show I thought were really was just a bop uh Robo Zing I give a 6 uh mainly it's kind of low for the fact that from the stuff you were saying but they it was bumped up because they explained in fact that the whole concept of what why the thing started how the dude did all the things he did and then the, the all the Celestiles the whole con- the whole inner workings of that enigma, if that makes sense. The inner machinations of my, my mind, mind are an enigma. enigma. Uh, plot 10, I thought the plot of this was really fucking good. Uh, avoid its importance, I give it 8. Art style, I give it 8. Uniqueness, I give it 9. And recommendability, I give it 9 for a total of 80. Alright. Zario? Uh, what's up, guys? Uh, my personal enjoyment for this show is an 8. I liked a lot of parts about this show. Uh, for animation, I gave it a 7. Uh, character development, I gave it a 5. I thought it was kind of yeah, average, I guess. Uh, what? What? Did you say something? No, no one said anything. Oh, I thought I heard you say something. Sorry. <laughs> uh, soundtrack, I gave a nine. The soundtrack was really good. Uh, world building, I gave a six. Plot, I gave a ten. I thought the plot was super cool. Uh, voice acting, I gave an eight. I thought the performances were really good all around. Uh, art style, I gave a ten. I, I love the art style a lot. Uniqueness, I gave a 9. I can't really think of a lot of shows that are quite like it, other than, like, Terror and Resonance, like we mentioned earlier. Um, recommendability, I give an 8. Uh, if my math is right, 78 is the total. Okay. Um, personal enjoyment, I gave it an 8. Really enjoyed the show. Animation gave a 6. It was good. Slightly above average, nothing super special about it. Character development was mid as fuck, gave it a 5. Soundtrack, I gave a 9. I also really liked this open a lot. I don't know why, but I especially liked that it was in English. I don't know why, but it was just like an interesting decision to have the English opening for it. don't see a lot of that very often. World building, I gave it a 4. Plot, I gave it an 8. VA performance, I gave a 7. I thought a lot of the voices... We're well done, and like we talked about, pretty stacked voice cast. Art style gave an eight. Uniqueness I gave an eight, and recommendability I gave an eight for a seventy-two. Oh yeah. Frenchie, I'm pretty sure me and you had almost the exact same score somehow. So personal drama for me is an eight. Yep. Animation's an eight. No. Nope. Development I gave a five. Yep. Soundtrack I gave a seven. Nope. World building I gave a six. Nope. Plot I gave an eight. Yep. VA performance I gave an eight. Nope. Art style I gave a seven. Nope. Uniqueness I gave an eight. Yep. Recommendation I gave a seven. Nope. So it comes out to seventy two also. <laughs> That's 
checks out. So the average for the show is a rounded up seventy six. Oh, so maybe seventy five. Seventy five point five rounded up seventy six. Oh yeah, that's close. But that is our episode for you guys today. Do not forget uh, that Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle is the assignment. 12 episodes on Crunchyroll, and we will talk to you all next week. Wait. Uh, huh? Does the friendship have to read something off? Huh. Oh, yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah. Sorry, don't don't click off the episode yet. So, yeah, so, to remind everyone, these are all Pokemon-themed puns for meals for a cookbook. So, just the first one. She plans to use the Ditto entry as frosting. So, it's, <laughs> you like frosting? Ditto. Uh, you'll have a blast with this one for Blastoise. <laughs> Ever cooked a mouse? No. We'll have a peek at this recipe. Ricotta. Or Pikachu. Pikachu. I didn't hear the peek. I, I did, dead ass did not hear the peek. <laughs> How to make a mouse sandwich on rye bread. Get jiggly with these cream puffs. <laughs> I, I like that one a lot. Uh, looking for something else? How about a uh, rotata frittata? Ew. <laughs> You'll weep at how good this salad is for weeping bell. <laughs> bro, you'll love this slow cooker recipe for slow bro. <laughs> I reckons you'll love this one. <laughs> Arbit is that... You'll like this one, too. An entire Mexican food section for Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres. Uh, how about a uh, Raticate? Raticake. These are so bad. Cake not your thing? How about a Caterpie? Oh my god, I like that one a lot. <laughs> You like cheese? How about a feta pod? Which is my personal favorite. I do got to give a shout out because my friend Sam came up with some of these as well. Um, some uh, all veno nat roll ingredients. Will you like this one? Zubat you will. That's so fucking stupid. This one has our seal of approval. Dugongna love this one. How many more? How about a healthy butter-free recipe? <laughs> if you have it once, you'll want to eat it a charmillion times. This recipe may seem familiar, but don't just go on a Pidgey autopilot for this one. <laughs> but you really, Pidgey ought to try this one. We got some... E vinchiladas. You make it with three different meats with more versions to come in later cookbooks. <laughs> Each meat has a different taste. One that's hot, one with a jolt of flavor, and the other extra saucy. This is so bad. <laughs> I swear I'm losing brain cells. <laughs> this one will need some extra gen garnish. This may look ghastly, but it's actually great. Cook this meat carefully. You don't want it to be too wiggly tough. You'll send pics uh, of this meal to all your friends when you're done with it. Ah! <laughs> You'll find this recipe neato. 
you'll pay a Nito King's ransom for this one. And but this one will make you feel like a Nito Queen after you taste it. This recipe comes straight out of Nito Reno, Nevada. Don't run amok with this one. Oh my god, I will tell you where the bodies are hidden. Just stop with the torture. <laughs> this one may look vile plume on the surface, but I promise it's not. This one's a little pricey, but you'll want to pony taw up for it. Just a rapid dash of salt. You'll be one. You'll be glad you Nino ran. Nino ran to get this one. Okay, listen. I love you, right? There's five more. Okay, okay. I was gonna tell you I'm leaving because I'm hungry. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm leaving because I want sanity. <laughs> we kept this one cheap, so you can be sand shrewd with your purchases. These recipes are really tailored for dragon air fryers. I mean, that was actually not bad. Have a nice glass of iced dratini. Uh, I like that. I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. You, Dragon Knight, want to try this one next. Uh, and Mew will love this one. I Can, think you've said more puns in just this one night than you've probably said in the last month. That's false. not fucking true. That's false. That's so false. That's so false. Every, like, second breath he does, there's a pun coming out of his mouth. Yep. Okay, yeah, enough. Alright, bye, everyone. <laughs> Cole, Cole. Was this bye. your punishment? Sweetie That's his Prince. punishment if he ever fucks up, is I just get to read a bunch of puns to him for an hour. For an hour. Yes. Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle, 12 episodes, Crunchyroll, goodbye! Thank you so much for tuning in to the Weekly Weaves podcast. We'll be back next week with more exciting anime talk. Make sure to join us every show to stay up to date with what's going on in the world of anime. We'll catch you next time.